follow me. Thanks for joining us again. A remake? Or a sequel? Is it or a requel? What is this one? Yeah. It's more of a it's, a... it's another legacy sequel, I would say. A requel would be more of the... Yeah. It's still... I believe it still touches on the original. Mm. Tonight's film, Candyman, from 2021. Before we get to that, though, Jared, where, where, what fucking muck have you been <laughs> trudging through? Well, shit, that's not fair, really. <laughs> well, if you would, you like to listen back to the last few episodes? Uh, well, yeah, well, I'll just I'll just quickly scan my list. Yeah, it's probably fair. Um, I right. kick things off with Arena, which is I don't know. I think Rocky, but in outer space. <laughs> 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 Charles Baird picture. <laughs> did you? Did you? I can say that again. Because <laughs> I don't think it, everyone heard it. Exactly. So you're saying Rocky in space. Continue. Something like that. Continue. You know, it's a bloke who's trying to trying to be the first human to be the champion of this fighting tournament in 50 years or something. It's fighting lots of aliens. There's lots of cheating going on. Oh. Who's involved in <laughs> oh, this? Anyone no, we know? No one, you know. <laughs> Charles Band. It was. It oh, was like, so I think it falls. I think it now falls under the full moon kind of banner. Yeah. But at the time, it was Empire Pictures or whatever it was. Okay. How was it? Yeah, pretty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why am I not surprised? Well, I went yeah. on to Amazon to watch something different, something good. I was, I was, you know, crossing over things like Don't Breathe and Don't Breathe Two to, to, you know. Refresh on that, then I, I stumbled into Arena. <laughs> so, and you thought, yep, you can't, yeah. Play. I did. <laughs> I did exactly that. Good one. I watched Fresh. Fresh was on Disney Plus for us. What's Fresh? Fresh is a kind of horror. Is I that a new one? Thriller, thrillery, yep. Yeah. It is fairly recent. Sebastian Stan. Oh, um, yes, 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 yes. Any yeah. good? Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Subject matter's a bit off colour sometimes, but um, quite an entertaining little bit of work. Huh? I would check it out if you got Disney+. Plus. Is that on their star? Yes. I believe it's under the star banner. Banner. I spent a bit of time going through Moon Knight. Okay. Finished Moon Knight. I heard that wasn't good. I didn't love it. I mean, it had some potential to be really cool. Obviously, Oscar Isaac is excellent, but... I just we... felt they go they go into this kind of Egyptian gods and avatars for the gods and all this sort of stuff and it just doesn't really. Jared, are we are we starting so to scrape scrape towards the bottom of the Marvel barrel somewhere? Uh, I mean, there's so many of these yes shows. And no, because I thought WandaVision and Loki were both really good, really good, and now they're yeah, but they're pre or pre. The characters that we've already seen in other films, correct? Yeah, I, I, look, I just think this one just missed the mark. I wouldn't say it's fucking put me off Marvel for good. Like, No, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying how many more of these fucking superheroes or comic book characters have we got left? Yeah, look, I, mean, I think you still got to go. I mean, you still got to go with the big characters running through some kind of more well-recognised storylines and things like that. There's still avenues to go there. But uh, I just think this this was just a bit of a misfire. I still I still think the character and and the story they ran with could have worked. It had some reasonable elements to it. I just felt this whole the whole Egyptian gods and and avatars thing was just kind of a it just didn't work out for me. Okay, I don't think they used it very well. I think it was just a, just another vehicle to tell tell the same old kind of stories. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there were some interesting ele- elements to the character, no doubt. Yeah, that didn't quite work out for me. Uh, I watched Sensor. This time I did go onto Amazon Prime and watch something I'd actually intended to watch. I didn't get sidetracked by a space, <laughs> movie about fucking rocking about fighting. Fighting. Space. <laughs> <Hell Holy shit>. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was wrong. Yeah, so did you say it was on Amazon Prime? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Sensor was I'm one. Sensor was one that I came across because I watched I watched the Fango Chainsaw Awards on Shutter. Mm. And Sensor was one that came up for a couple of categories. Was that on Shutter? Yep. The actual event? Yep. These fuckers can't put a movie on there, but they can put that on there. Well, I'm still dirty on Shutter. Jesus Christ. I mean, we're we're 
over a season in arrears of Joe Bob, which just pisses me off because you've got the whole just Joe Bob thing. Like, surely you own the rights to that without having to show us the movie. Just give me that. And that that still doesn't fucking show up since the last update. No, I don't know what they're doing there. So that's, Sorry, that's got me a little bit dirty. You better, yeah, I, got the, two years. I got the Fango, Fango Chainsaw Awards, which was good. And there is actually another doco that I started watching there on found footage. Which oh, yeah, yeah. So, Sensor, yeah, Sensor came across the radar that way. The idea is actually excellent. Yep. It's a fucking very intriguing idea. It's basically this woman in the 80s who's a video sensor around the whole video nasties period receives a film to rate that essentially shows the same events that led when she was a child to her sister disappearing. And I thought, fuck, that is an excellent idea. Yeah. Poorly handled? No, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Like, visually, there's some really cool things that they do. Like, as the movie goes along, they start to sort of skew towards some of those, some of that 80s kind of lighting and cinematography kind of style and mm. that you would find in some of those movies. It just, some of the story elements just fell fell away a little bit for me towards the end, but I did enjoy it. I think mm. it was a pretty solid, solid movie. Okay. And the last one, Adam. Tubi finally got back to me with Subspecies 4. Okay, how did it close out the series? Cap the series off on a high? Cap the series off on a massive high. (laughs) Look, still, she's probably a two-star affair from start to finish, really, but I had to to finish it out. Oh, man. Two stars. Was um, Kevin Spiritus in this one? No, he was gone. Uh, he was so like he's only two. in two and three. He's two and three. three. Oh, so he wasn't back. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny because I think the the design of the character is is kind of cool, and they they seem to be going for this kind of Dracula slash Nosferatu kind of character that works in some ways, but it's so fucking cheesy and cheap. And I mean, is that a Charlie band? Yeah, that's yeah. Full Moon. That's all Full Moon uh, pictures. Uh, so they were pumping them out on minuscule budgets and. Shooting them in Romania and... Well, you, you, you're in Romania for 10 days. Why not make a couple of films while you're there? Yeah. But there's just... I don't know. There's just something about the full moon picture that just has me... Has me enamored. I can't help myself. I see the full moon banner. I think, shit, I better have a look. When you told me you watched fucking Head of the Class or whatever it was called. Head of the Family. Head of the Family, not Head of the Class. I recommend that one. That was all right. Oh, shit. That was one of my favourites, actually. Hideous, not so much. Oh, hideous. But Hideous seems more my up my alley. Uh, get on Head of the Family head as soon family. as you can. Oh, okay. So that's everything for you? Yeah, that's it. I went and saw Operation Mincemeat. Don't laugh. It's a, it's a quality picture. It's <laughs> got Colin Firth. You're out of me. No. Operation Mincemeat is a true, based on a true story about in World War Two, the English in an effort to try and sort of defeat defeat Hitler, they 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 dropped a dead body off the Spanish coast with fake papers in its possession mm. that indicated that they were going to try and come through Spain. Mm. Doesn't sound as interesting as. Uh, you know, Rocky in space. Oh, but. of course, of course. It doesn't have the same hook. <laughs> but it was pretty well done, uh, apart from a romance subplot that I didn't feel was necessary. But it's kind of cool to see how they kind of put it together because they had to obviously create the papers so they would look realistic. So they had to put all sorts of shit in there that you wouldn't, you know, just to disguise the fact that this wasn't sort of fake stuff put together. So I believe it was a turning point in the war. Mm. So very interesting. I, I jumped onto Tubi and watched something called Rituals. It, I would say Rituals is very much a deliverance type of film, but it's kind of got slasher leanings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it got Hal Holbrook in it. And it's from 1979. It's a Canadian film. And there are moments that are really good, some really good stuff. But, Christ, it just gets boring after a while. Not, nothing really happens until near the end. So I probably, unless you're a massive slasher aficionado, I probably wouldn't wouldn't I'd probably avoid that. That was on Tubi. I watched Graduation Day. Mm-hmm. Also on Tubi. Also on Tubi. It'd be better as a hijinks film. <laughs> now, can I just fucking you, you just kick the shit out of me and have a listen to the, some of the shit that you're watching. Yeah, but I'm getting you some better stuff. <laughs> Come you're on. Not, you're not. I am getting you better quality product. <laughs> yeah, I've already been there. Gra- Graduation Day is pretty bad. Yeah. It's not really one of the, the I'm not quite sure. Supposedly it made a lot of money. 
Mm, but I don't know how, because it's pretty cheap. It's got another sterling performance from Christopher George <laughs> as a as a track coach, the most fucking unlikely track coach ever. <laughs> I watched Twenty One Jump Street and Twenty Two Jump Street. Mm-hmm. Got a shitload of laughs out of that. Yeah, it, it always works. I rewatched Night of the Creeps. Yeah, I just got a hankering for Night of the Creeps. Fucking love that movie. Still got my Blu-ray floating around, so I might need to check that out too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. <laughs> what are you insinuating? Well, uh, I... Yeah. That I've had it for a while? No, well, I mean, if you look in the corner of the, this room, there's a Halloween box of yours. That's yeah, just exactly. <laughs> it's a fucking but trade-off. <laughs> you know, you. I think you, you're happy to leave that there because you know the longer you leave it, the more times I'll just fucking stumble across Halloween 6 or Halloween 5 again. <laughs> yeah, after a while, fucking four stars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Best of the series. Oh, I think that's, uh, this is a little bit of an Operation Mincemeat kind of... <laughs> <laughs> situation here. Yeah, I dropped off some fucking fake Halloween films. Yeah. And you're continuing to pick them Operation up. Operation Dr. Death or something um, like that. Kindergarten Cop. I don't know why I got a hankering for Arnie, but um, oh, that's right. We're all home. My, my daughter was back in town. We were all sitting around. It was Saturday night. We were like, we want to watch something light. Mm. And I said, Arnie, we watch Twins. Mm. And then, then somebody fucking... Yeah, lowball with a kindergarten cop. Well, you know, unfortunately, kindergarten kindergarten cop two has just left Netflix. <laughs> I know. Right? So you might have missed that. I'm missed disappointed. Chance. I should have checked. I should have checked that it was where to go. I went and saw. I watched Footloose again. Classic. Yeah, what? It's fucking as schmaltzy and as fucking silly as a wheel. <laughs> I mean, the fact that Johnny Lisko wants to wants <laughs> to band dance. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And and Lithgow is talking about fucking ham. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's hammed right up to the max. And I still don't understand dancing in the smelting. <laughs> no, because it doesn't seem like dancing. It seems just like angry, angrily running around. <laughs> yeah, a lot of kind of yeah yeah. There's a lot of very angsty thrusting yeah, going off. Yeah, and yeah. Shit. <laughs> and there is a the, 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 my favourite shot after he runs down like a. It's it's just like a like a wooden gangplank or something. Yeah. Going from side to side like this, and he just leaps off the end into yeah, yeah. nowhere. And then we just get a shot of a bloke flying through the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that the one? I think that's my favourite, where it's kind of happening towards the camera. Yeah. And he's going side to side, it's happening towards the camera. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's clearly not bacon. It's Clearly don't, not making it. Don't tell me your toe wasn't tapping from oh, start was. to finish. And as I said to my wife, this movie lives and dies on soundtrack, and the soundtrack's fucking awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Yeah. It still gets me. Like, I jumped on Spotify oh, immediately. As soon as it finished, you were almost paradise. I was. As quick as you could have I was. I was knocking on heaven's door, so to speak. And Not so big on heaven help the man, or like no, oh, no, I don't mind that one. That's fucking longins. That's smelting longins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that 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 the soundtrack just fucking kicks it home, um, and it's still enjoyable. I mean, Chris Penn has no business dancing, <laughs> none, none. And, and while he was trying to learn how to dance, I was actually thinking, I wish his brother was in this. <laughs> I'd like to see uh, him try this off. I actually thought Chris Penn was... He was good, good in it. Yeah, he was good. I watched one called Black and Blue, which is on Netflix. That's kind of like a cop thriller, yeah, dirty cop thriller with mm-hmm. some racial overtones. Actually has Tyrese in it. Mm. You'd be happy. Yeah. That. You know what? People fucking laugh at me. Come <laughs> <You're> on. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. But I'm a Tyrese fan. Yeah, uh, watch Morbius and get back to it. <laughs> okay. Like, well, it's not his fault. I heard it was just underwritten. Yeah, it was but underwritten. Not... The bloke also seems totally oblivious. He was posting on Instagram about how Marvel should make him Blade, seemingly totally unaware that they've already cast <laughs> Mahershala yeah, yeah, for that yeah. exact role. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck Tyrese. <laughs> Finger on the pulse, mate. <laughs> yeah, look, look. I actually think he's quite a good actor. Yeah, he's uh, got his lane. He's, he's quite. Got, he's he can a, be quite. Lane, but he's actually different. 
This is a, a more understated role, and I think he's actually quite good. <laughs> no to Tyrese, though. Get your head out of your ass. <laughs> get your head out of your ass and get up to date on current events, read bro. variety. Or talk to your agent before you fucking post on Instagram. <laughs> No, I'll tell you what. I bet his agent every time get he fucking... Get rid of your accounts. <laughs> every time he opens Instagram, he's fucking hell. Can I take over that for you? Just, yeah, yeah. Just vet Tyrese, everything. Tyrese, what we do is we get fucking... We get socials, a social group to help you. <laughs> we workshop, then we post. <laughs> Mate, we've got time. You don't need to just fucking post yeah. everything that comes when to mind. When you come to the workshop, we say... Uh, Hand your Marvel, phone over and fuck off. Marvel, cast me as Blade. It's a fucking short workshop, <laughs> mate. Because we know... <laughs> not going to happen. What we do is you give us a post. Cast me as Blade. Our, our, we, we, we workshop that. We, we twist it a little. We say, I wish I'd been cast as Blade. I wasn't. <laughs> yes, yes. Post that. <laughs> Fucking hell, idiot. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, I, I am a Tyrese fan. True blue Tyrese fan. And he's pretty good in this, and black and blue isn't too bad. Right. It's actually alright. Kind of goes a little bit off the rails near the end, but overall, I kind of enjoyed it. Frankie Grillo's in it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> he checks again. Getting himself out of, out of those. Uh, Bruce Willis movies. Or Cosmic Sin or whatever it was. <laughs> and the last one, Jared, it was the remake of Firestarter. Ooh. Did you, you went to the cinema for that one? Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. I've heard you probably shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, look, yeah, look, yeah, what? It was okay. It was passable. Yeah. But I had forgotten everything about it after yeah. about was was Air France set and panties on fire? That oh. my <laughs> oh, well, mate, my fucking drawers are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go with anyone else. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, refuse to comment on anyone else. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely a syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what it was. I'll tell you what it was. It was like when you got one of those ass warmers in your <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't instantly catching a light. <laughs> it was definitely some definitely some oh, I mean, you know, it was a mid-level fire. But it wasn't like, you know it wasn't like a bonfire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. But um Efron, it's hard to see him as a as a father, yeah. but yet he's thirty years old. Yep. So it's not like it should. It shouldn't be hard to see that. No. Because he's no longer the pimple-faced fifteen-year-old <laughs> that was in. You know, he's ahead in the game. He's not. Not doing. He's that not sort getting ahead. He's ahead in the game, and his performance is fine. I, I actually think he's kind of good. The the film. I heard is the story's a, a little bland. It's just a little bland. Not much really. There is interesting stuff involving this assassin that they've got after them. Yep. That stuff was kind of intriguing. But I don't think it was fully realised, and that's part of the problem with it. You just forget it the moment. I mean, I walked out of the cinema and swear I hadn't been there. <laughs> so, so that's that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. Wandered out, picked yourself up at ice cream, and then someone said, oh, g'day, Adam, where are you, mate? Fuck. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know, but Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, my fucking pants are hot. <laughs> yeah, my underwear is fucking I don't know what happened. <laughs> someone pieced that yeah, together for yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look, I wouldn't rush out and see it. I'd wait till it ended up on Amazon Prime or whatever. <laughs> wherever yeah. it ends up. Problem is, it's Peacock again. Peacock. But where I don't know where it's gonna fucking show up for us. It'll probably, probably show up yeah, on Amazon uh, is where Halloween Kills showed up, I think. Yeah, Harry Halloween Kills also ended up on binge. I I would suggest Peacock, yeah, yeah, it'd probably be Amazon or or binge. Yeah. Yeah, but look, it's, no, it's it's just not very good. No, unfortunately, which is disappointing because that that, that shit's got room to move. According mm. to Stephen King, he hates that fucking original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, he uh, I hated Stephen. I bet Stephen was posting, you know, suspiciously <laughs> posting just before this movie came out. Oh, this is great! Get yeah. out and check it out. I guarantee he was. I'd say, I'd yeah. say, I'm assuming he bought the rights back. 
Is that? I is, think so. This is another one so. of his fucking wheeling and dealings. And I reckon he's probably he's probably taking an upfront fee and then a little bit on the back yeah. end too. I so. said, Stephen, can you just tweet out a bit of shit? Yeah. yeah. He said, no, I pass that off to Tyrese. So it's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stephen's tweeted out a fire starter. Ready to make another one? What do you reckon? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, it's already out the digging. But that was it for me. All right, let's take a break. And here's oh, the actually, oh, you've got one more. Not a movie, but um, yeah. probably worth mentioning. Evil Dead game. Oh yeah, yeah. How is it? Loving it. Yeah, it's good fun. I'm currently working through some of the single player missions. There's about five of them so far. And they're a good challenge, but the uh, I've played some of the... I haven't online. played online yet. I don't love playing online, which is the hard part about all these horror games being online. I prefer to just fucking wander around in the game myself, but there is some solo options. So I've tested some of them out, and I probably will jump on some... Hopefully work some private games in, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. It feels kind of like what Friday the 13th should have been, but took a while to get to, and then obviously the rights fucked it up. It's got characters from everything bar the remake uh-huh. so far, and there's more coming. There's only one map, but it's quite large and contains a lot of bits and pieces, and they've already said the next map coming out is, is the castle from Army of Darkness. Okay. So, yeah, I, right. I'm digging it. It wasn't, uh, wasn't too expensive either. I bought the... 50-odd bucks, was it? It was 50 bucks, but I paid the 80 to get the get the season pass rolled into the kind of package. Uh-huh. So you get all the updates for free, but uh, yeah, I would I would get on it. Hmm. Speaking fun. of games, too, isn't the quarry out? Quarry's out in about two weeks. Yeah, because I enjoyed until dawn. Yep, and it's now what five or six years later, and so the the quality will be upped. Yep, and I'm, it looks more slasher style. Yeah, setting camp setting, you know, it'll bring mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff to it. But I believe it's a similar style in that you make decisions. That yes. That, that move things forward. Oh, I cannot wait for that one. Yeah, I'm super excited. Wait. But yeah, yeah, get on Evil Dead. All right. ASAP. Might have to. All right, let's take a break. Here's a trailer for 2021's Candyman. It was only a matter of time before Candyman came back here. A story like that, a pain like that, lasts forever. Candyman from 2021, directed by Nia DaCosta, who directed Little Woods. It's produced by Jordan Peele, who produced Get Out, Wynne Rosenfeld, who produced Black Klansman, and Ian Cooper, who produced Us. It's written by Nia DaCosta, Jordan Peele, and Wynne Rosenfeld. Based on the 1992 motion picture by Bernard Rose and the short story The Forbidden by Clive Barker. It stars Yaya Abdul-Mateen as Anthony McCoy, Tanoya Paris as Brianna Cartwright, Nathan Stewart Jarrett as Troy Cartwright, and Coleman Domingo as William Burke. It cost $22 million and had a worldwide box office of $77 million. The production was brought back to the Cabrini Green neighbourhood where the original Candyman was filmed, and though the high-rise buildings had long been demolished, the row houses still exist. Mm. Interesting. All right, Jared, what was your take? Yeah, this is a uh, this is an interesting one because I, in the last couple of years, have developed a far greater appreciation for the original Candyman. Mm. I've gone back and watched it a few times, and I just really love Tony Todd in that character and love the kind of urban legend sort of idea. Yeah, but it was kind of funny to discover. I always thought it had a pretty good standing in, like, black cinema. So it was funny to kind of dig into it a little deeper and find out that, yeah, it it does in the sense that, you know, it gave the black community representation in that slasher genre, but there was still a lot of issues with it. And, and, you know, going back, having listened to some of the uh, and and dug into what people have got to say about it, yeah, there is some issues with the stereotypes and, and this, you know, how they deal with the settings in the first one and obviously, you know, the the 
black killer chasing a white woman and all that sort of stuff that it still deals with kind of some of the fears of black men and all this sort of shit. So it was really, I thought it was a fucking very, a really good thing that Jordan Peele kind of put his hand up and said that this is what I want and that he got it. He got to do it. Yeah. So the exercise from that standing is, it's great to watch, like seeing seeing it from that angle and, and, and that to- being totally clear when you're watching it, like kind of claiming the character, which I think is a really cool thing. In terms of the story, there's there's parts of it that are like just fall a little bit short for me, but I love the direction of it. I think the direction yeah, is yeah. fucking excellent. Yeah. So it's an interesting one for me because I probably settled on about a three, but there's no doubt I will go back and back to this one and and watch it a lot. You know, I've just watched not that recently. I've watched parts two and three. I'll sit on the shelf for a couple more years and I'll go back to the original and this one a lot. And I think there's some really great things about it and it will kind of stand, I think it will stand as a, as a kind of mark of some shit that hopefully will lead to kind of social change and stuff like that. So I think it's going to have a, it's going to have a lasting impact for that reason. It's one of those horror movies that has a super strong, super important message that, that will, you know, will mean it will last for a long, long time. And I think that the strength of the direction and, and the, some of the story elements kind of serve that really well. So, yeah, I probably settled on a three. Look, I was pushing towards a three and a half, probably a three in the end, but I really I really do love it. I think it's a really, really good good bit of work. Yeah. So. I went with a three as well. Direction is fantastic. Acting is fantastic. All the story elements work. A lot of the story elements work for me. Uh, the Candyman himself is quite creepy. Mm. It's interesting that, you know, we have differing thoughts on this, but the first hour is awesome. Mm. Like, I was really, really impressed. And although the ideas and everything in that last half an hour are all good and everything comes together the way I expected it to, it just felt really muddled to me. It kind of rushed. I felt like we'd done such a good job to kind of draw us into it and then kind of just ran home like fucking Usain Bolt mm. in an effort to almost like finish it. Like it could have, to me, it felt like it could have been 15 minutes longer. Yeah, I think it just could to, have. Just to give us more, you know, just kind of get there in the, at, at, at the right pace. Yeah. It just felt like the pace just picked up. Yeah, so um, I, didn't, I thought I really, once she was abducted, like abducted. Yeah, I actually really loved the last. 20 it just minutes. rushed into it, and I, I felt like that kind of brought it undone for me. But overall, mm. considering the first one, I would I would say is a real sort of top notch film for me. And it's not quite there, but it's pretty damn good. As far as one of these sort of reimagining type of films is and yeah. it works in the context of, of this period of time too yep um, so a lot to like here first up direction is fantastic yeah, visual great. style the, the film's got its own look and atmosphere um, it's not in any way like the others you know in terms of the way she shoots things mm. it has its own voice and everything yep and I think it's really really well done yeah, uh, and I don't. I think her resume is pretty small at this stage. Yeah, I believe she's picked up a Marvel movie. Is that not true? No, oh, Mike, don't know. Possibly, I, I believe she's got, got, got a Marvel, Marvel movie, movie coming, but really, really good. Like, like exceptional. Yeah. I would have said yep. best part of the film for me is it's directed with such kind of sure. It's it's assured. It's a bit like what I said about um, Ryan Coogler. Mm. With Creed, you know, it's assured he just knew what he wanted to do. Well, I loved, like, I, from the get-go, I loved how she kind of inverts that helicopter shot from the original. Yeah, yeah. Like, rather than shooting the city from the top down, yeah, it's, it's from... Underneath, isn't it? Looking, looking up. up. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of straight away, I was like, oh, that's a, that's a pretty cool touch. And I think it just continued the whole way through. I especially liked the way that some of the kill sequences were shot. But I'll yeah. get into that... And I really liked the first time we saw the Candyman. 
when he he wasn't the candy man. Yeah, yeah. He was that guy with the one hand. Well, yes. The way he comes out of the wall and he looks so fucking creepy. Yeah, that whole sequence in there is yeah. very, very creepy given how little's actually going on. Yeah, and he's holding his hand out with the... And he's yeah. smiling. It's kind of the twisted sort of yeah, smile. It was, just, it was creepy stuff, but it was really, really well shot. Yep. Uh, and that's what I mean about, that's what I love about the first hour is they take their time. Yeah. It's so methodical about how they do it. Mm-hmm. I really like the idea of the puppets, the puppetry stuff. Well, yeah, I'm, I think. Especially the way they create the original, basically in that format. Well, the remake of, like, using the, using the puppets to tell the story of it. Yeah. It was fucking awesome because yeah. it kept this kind of detachment from it, and yeah. and you know there was elements of the story that as people that have watched the first one, you look looking at it, going, no, 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 it's it's wrong. That's not how it happened. But that's what happens with an urban legend. You get further away from it, yeah. details get mixed up. Yeah. But I mean, it was such a good touch because that trailer they did with the puppets wasn't even a trailer, really. It was just kind of that that teaser to it all. Was one of the most fucking stunning kind of teaser things I've seen in years. I remember just watching that over and over and thinking, this is fucking awesome. So I'm glad that they, they kept parts of it in the movie. Yes. And obviously then using Virginia Madison's pictures and her voice, mm-hmm. which I don't know whether it was actually from the original film. Mm, I think she um, came back and re-recorded some things extra. Yeah. So that was cool just to just to connect Connect that first story yeah. to this one yep. in a really solid way. Like yeah, it didn't yeah, kind yeah. of didn't feel like tacked on or we have to do it. It kind of everything had a purpose. Yep. That 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 story and it comes up later, which in one of my other likes, is you know, the little twist on that and how that all came about. And I really like the way they did it. Mm. I really like some of that shit where he's walking through the projects, you know, when he jumps the fence. Yep. There's a real haunting quality to all of it. Yeah. Everything's empty. It calls back to the original yeah. a little bit with the, with the, you know, the, the massive face and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Again, very well shot. Very well designed. Very well shot. Very creepy stuff. You briefly mentioned it there, but I love that they went with a new Candyman. Like, the look of the new kind of, what was his name? Sherman? Yeah, Sherman. The guy that, they, that he sees coming out of the wall. I kind of love that they, they changed that. I mean, obviously, when I first saw it, I was like, well, this is a little different. I wonder why, you know, we're going with that. And then, obviously, that, that, that comes together later. But I thought the fucking, yeah, the design of it was really cool. Obviously, still the hook hand. Yeah. The, the jacket, the colour of the jacket, for some reason, I just thought they nailed oh, that, the look of it. Yeah, the mustardy colour. And I think the, the idea of the, you know, the whole damn hive idea actually really suits the purpose very, very well. You get, you know, you get the chance to kind of redesign it for your own. Being being a kind of legacy sequel, you get the chance to put your own touches on the character, but it suits the purpose really well in terms of the whole, you know, the whole racial trauma thing and how one person's representing it, but then, you know, Jordan Peele's putting this message out, that, that, but it keeps happening, mm, Yeah, you know? So... You now have this kind of lineage of Candyman, like, yeah. which I think was a fucking excellent idea. And as I said, served the served the legacy sequel stuff really well because they were able to, you know, design a take on the character from the ground up, but with the familiar elements, which I think looked really, really good. Yeah, I love the way William tells him about the Candyman that story mm. as he sort of plays it out. The acting is fucking top-notch. Yes. Uh, and just the way he tells the story. Very engaging. Yeah, he engages you in it. That guy's in Euphoria, on TV show. He's fucking excellent in that. And I remember looking at him and thinking, I know this guy, I know this guy. Yeah. And looked him up and he was like, yeah, this is where I know him from. And he's, he, he really delivers. And he, he has a couple of monologues where he's excellent. Yep. You know. For some reason, I got a, a, a fairly hearty laugh out of the bloke. The the gay bloke um, who who proceeds to tell him black people don't need to be summoned and shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Nobody needs to be summoned in anything. Yep, yep. 
Yeah, no, that was that was quite good. He's I, I love the way he was sort of telling the story of the Candyman too. Like yeah, yeah, at the start, yeah, it's kind of yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was really cool how it came about because that's sort of what it was like the first time around, right? Just these whispers of what this is, and I think bringing it back in that sense was great idea. Yeah, great, yeah. great, great work. There. Really well played. The first two kills in the art studio. Yep. Goal. Excellent. I mean that the way they shoot that shit, and I loved the idea that the Candyman's fucking floating. Yeah, 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 and only being able to see him in the mirror. Yeah, introduced this kind of Freddy ish. I mean, we've spoken about how the first one had some had some kind of ties in with Freddy as well, and there's there's parts through the series where that stuff happens. But I love the way they that they just committed to it. Yeah, that. When this is happening, they can't see him, but they can catch glimpses in the mirror. Mm. So you get these shots from a distance of the fucking shadowy figure fucking slicing through the screen, yeah. and he turns to the screen, and you can't see him, but you can see the screen ripping and shit like that. Absolutely loved it, because yeah. it lends itself really well to some fucking creepy shots of people kind of, you know, stumbling away and just catching a glimpse of it as you go, the floating feet. Yeah, like, yeah. Really I just, cool. I just loved it. Yeah, it was really well well done. Quite gory, especially when he's dragged backwards by his Achilles. Mm-hmm. He's hooked by the Achilles and then just dragged back, and you just see him dragged in sort of midair, whether you don't see anyone there for a few seconds. Yeah. It's really good. Really, really good. Yeah. That scene where he mirrors the Candyman at the critic's place. Yes. Where he's standing there looking at himself, and he's going like this. Yeah. And yep. the Candyman's looking back at him and doing the same thing. And you can't quite see the Candyman's face properly because mm-hmm. it's, you know, the whole he's been beaten so badly, you know. You, um, I really, really like that stuff. I mean, and I really, uh, you know, just jumping backwards, when Anthony first says the Candyman five times and then you see the Candyman for a second in the, in the window. Yeah, yeah, they're reflected hugging. Reflected in the window, they're yeah. They're kind of hugging and just yeah. see him standing there, just a silhouette, basically. Yeah. it was really, really creepy. Yep. Like, just, it just... For a split second, you see him, and then he's gone. Yeah. Um, I really like some of that stuff. And again, you know, they, I have a dislike to all of this a little bit later, but overall, I would think, again, you know, they did a really good job. I mean, you know, I throw in the, the as you watch the critic, after she goes into the bathroom, after yeah. Anthony kind of goads her into saying it. Yeah. But she, you don't know whether she said it or not. Mm. And then we pull back. From a shot of the high-rise building she's in, and we're slowly going backwards, and you just see her getting yeah, picked getting up on the ground. And yeah, 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 it's like it's so subtle because we're not, we don't hear anything, we don't hear any, yeah. you know, screaming or anything. We just see it happening. Yep. I mean, I thought again, just another different take on doing it. Yeah. And I thought they did that very well. I actually kind of like the critic, the idea too of the white critic, kind of tossing out some things that you could possibly expect. Someone might say about the movie too. Yeah, yeah. I sort of like that idea of the, yeah. you know, when she was in the art gallery and mentioning you people and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Like and he's like, was, you people? Yeah. She's like, artists. Yeah. This was my favourite sequence involving William, was where he explains the can- multiple Candyman's uh-huh. man characters over time and the, how these atrocities and they're still happening. Yeah, and it's really, really well delivered. It's it hits hard. Yeah, you understand where they're coming, what they're talking about, and how sort of you know from a, a racial perspective and all of that stuff is just really, really well, well delivered yeah. in that sequence. Uh, and yeah, you can actually feel some sort of pain and shit to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's a huge, huge tick mm-hmm. about how well it kind of plays. Yeah, is because it. Just it incorporates that in there pretty well. Yeah, I think it does. Like I said, I love the idea about the whole this shit keeps happening and stuff like that. You get, especially in the, you know, given that it came out around the whole George Floyd kind of thing, you can definitely see the parallels there about, yeah, this is, this is just shit that keeps on going on. You might remember a few names and things like yeah. that, but, but it's, it, it affects a whole group of people. Yeah. You, like, and I think, yeah, that, that message. You know, we'll get to it there. You know, we've obviously got some differences of opinion on the ending, but I think the ending really drives that home. So, 
Yeah, it was, yeah, it, was it an does. Interesting kind of. It does. It certainly does drive it home. Well, it's just you know the, the, the whole the guy, the William character. Although he does come across as a little off the wall in those those last scenes, mm. kind of just fucking desperate to keep keep the name out there, keep this fucking keep this it's awareness out there, thing, yeah. Because you know it's so easy to just kind of forget it and move on to the easy. Like no, 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 you got you. We got to keep keep this this name out there. You got to fucking keep people saying it, and you got to keep the awareness of it there. Like yeah, I kind of I, I I like that. Yep. The girl, all the girls killed in the bathroom. Yeah. Again, really well shot. Outstanding. You don't really see much. No. But but it kind of showcases how brutal it is. Yeah. Just when you see the the girl looking under the bathroom stall and you just see the blood just cascading down. Yep. And again, the the use of the mirror just to show the fucking, the feet floating past. I love the way they go to the point of view of the girl with the headphones in so the sound cuts out too. Yeah. Just fucking awesome. Really Really good. I I do have a little problem with, with... one aspect of the scene, but yeah. overall, again, just fucking absolutely love it. Yeah. I, I I am really hoping that they continue on with something in this vein and that Nia DaCosta gets to do it again because I could watch that shit all day. Yeah, really, um, really well done. The twist that the baby that Helen took in the first film was Anthony. Mm. I loved it. Yeah. Like, I loved it. I thought, what a fantastic way to connect them. Mm-hmm. But surreptitiously, just not over, sort of jammed in there. You know, we must have the connection, so we're just going to find some random connection. It's a really, really well-played connection. Yeah. And it's not delivered until later. Yeah, and it connects him completely to this whole, the, the whole Cabrini Green yeah. thing. You know, he, he seems... A little bit oblivious to some of it and unaware of all of it, but he was right in it. You yeah. know, like yeah, I was a big fan of that being used as the the, the way to connect them and Yeah, appreciated the um, fact that some effort went into that. And obviously again it ties into some social commentary about it gets you know, they get their chance to talk about the projects that you know, white people built the projects and then yeah. fucking tore them down when they realised they built the or the ghetto and then yeah. tore them down when they realised they built the ghetto and all this sort of shit. Yeah. Interesting Angles to look at it. Yep. The sequence where William basically cuts Anthony's arm off and jams the fucking hook in there. Yeah. Was she's pretty gross. rough. She's pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just like, Ugh. especially when he's soaring away. Yeah. Because he's really getting into it. He's really getting into it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, have sword, I have a sort of that. lot of. I've sawed the occasional sort of piece of wood and, you know, little branches off trees. Effort. But that's kind of what it was looking yeah, like. Yeah, I know. He's just kind of really working his way through it. Yeah. Oh, God. And my last one was that I, the, the late cameo from Tony Todd. Yeah. Again, awesome. well put in. Not just crammed in Tony Todd's in the background of some scene or yeah, something yeah. like that. It's just, it had purpose. What is he? And they went back to the whole says. thing of Daniel Robitaille. Yeah. He, he came before each. What does he say? He says, I can, oh, I can't remember. Can't. It's something along the lines of, you know, make sure they know, know my name or something yeah. like that. I fucking loved it. Like that, that was one of the biggest buzzes of the entire movie. Cause I'd, I'd seen a little bit beforehand. I'd somehow come across like, Spoilers that that Anthony was the baby. I'd come across that Tony Todd was involved, but wasn't the Candyman. So I was kind of thinking by that point in the movie, I'm like, well, fuck, that one must have been off the base, you know? Yeah. And then bang, there it is. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of de-aged. Very brief, but so I thought good. well played. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, you know, we've again we've got sort of difference of opinion, but I really enjoyed the last twenty, especially her kind of summoning. The Candyman as a sort of protector defense yeah. against this kind of this this sort of institutionalized racism. Yeah, I really loved that. I loved that sequence, and then seeing Anthony as the Candyman now doing yeah. that shit, and then it morphing into the Tony Todd. I was just that just. Yeah, that that was just a, a big win for me. I felt that was a that was a fucking home run mm. finish. That last few minutes. Is that it for you in the likes department? Uh, yeah, actually, I really dug the music too. 
Yeah, not bad. I thought the music was pretty. It was pretty, pretty sparing. Good. Yeah, but they um they used a little bit of that theme, the little piano kind of theme. I really liked it. the one where the initial shots go on. It's just like reminded me of kind of Halloween in that it was just a few notes, but it was just kind of just sort of drumming on in the background, and mm. a lot of the music was like that. There wasn't a lot to it, but it was just a few notes that were just kind of stuck in your head and going along. Yeah, I, I, I quite like the music throughout. Yeah. All right, dislikes. I I found I found it a little hard to kind of relate to the whole art scene. I found the original easier to relate to. It, yeah. Helen Helen was a. Uh, a uni student or something along that line doing yeah. a thesis or doing a story, I kind of got more invested in that. Yeah. Some of the art stuff I just found a bit, I don't know, I didn't, it didn't, I didn't connect well with it. I mean, I feel one of the strengths of it was some of the images that they used and, and the, the art gallery kind of kill sequence. And, and I did like, like the fact that he was kind of painting. Yeah. He was getting his art mojo back by yeah. having the candy man as almost his muse. Yeah, somewhat. and I liked having the kind of, you know, there's one of those those candy man pictures. I like the kind of the, the sequence of candy man pictures that he paints, and one of them is is Tony Todd. Yeah, basically. I, yeah, I liked some of that, but I know what you're saying. Like it's a, it was a not little, as accessible. A little more difficult to access. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm a fucking idiot. It's, I don't yeah, go to no, art galleries. It's season one brigade. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Season one brigade is more that sort of outfit. So yeah. it just was a little harder to get close to. A little, yes. I get you there. There seems to be an awful lot of stupid motherfuckers who are goaded very easily into saying Candyman five times in the mirror. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, a little bit of peer pressure and you stand in front of the mirror going, fucking Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Yeah. Are you serious? But, I, you know, I liked... I mean, it did make sense in the in the fact that they were presenting it as that no one fucking, no one remembered this anymore. And the fact that it was part of his art project, yeah. the whole, you know, art gallery. And it's funny, you know, the other day when I watched this, I had these, these kids come up to me at school and say, they said, is, is Baby Blue real? And I was sitting there thinking, what the fuck is Baby Blue? I said to you know, what is it? And they said... Oh, someone told us if you go into the bathroom and you say baby blue into the mirror, it'll appear and do this shit. And I'm sitting there in my head. Candyman. You know, I'm obviously working with younger kids, so I I had to bite my tongue and say, that's just fucking Candyman or Bloody Mary or, you know. Yeah. But it was funny because it kind of, it's the same thing as what you're talking about. Like, there's a group of people, not that young, but, you know, 20-year-old kids or whatever, you could say Candyman to them and they'd say, what the fuck's Candyman? Yeah. I mean, I was at, a, I was at a, a gathering the other day with a Candyman T-shirt on and not one of the people knew what it was. Oh. I had a bunch of people saying, what's it? It's the, it's the one with yeah. the silhouette that says, say it. And yeah. they're like, what's that? I'm like, Candyman. And so many of them said, What's Candyman? Yeah. So it was kind of, it was interesting that that all happened really recently when I'd watched the movie and kind of, so it, it sort of softened that for me. I was yeah. Like, we actually are kind of at a point where a lot of people wouldn't have, even, in, you know, this urban legend, it's morphed to something else or people don't well, look, know. look, mate, the anymore. guy in the art gallery was about to get laid. Mm. I am not saying fucking Candyman in the mirror. Well, well, I mean, if I'm it's helping your, yeah. your chances. Oh, but it's not. It's not helping you with your chances. Oh, shit. What do you say? I'm the candy man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got some candy for you. Oh, but, dear. you know what I mean? It's called pillow talk, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to the king. Yeah, like, the, 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 I guess the thing for me is that I know you needed it. You needed it. Because, you know, you had to have characters. Well, you've got to have people say yeah, it or he doesn't yeah. get. But it, a couple of times it just felt a little forced. Yeah. You... But I guess, you know, I didn't have so much of a problem because they're so far removed. I mean, Cabrini, Cabrini Green doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. He was kind of presented as the boogeyman of Cabrini Green. Although when you get down to the, I mean, in number two, it's in New Orleans and then the third one's in fucking Los Angeles. <laughs> so Candyman gets around. <laughs> Candyman's not saying poop, is he? He likes to get around the place. Candyman's been out there. He seems to like man. the bigger cities if he can get his Yeah, yeah, he's just working his way up. 
Ben at least, yeah, the French Quarter laughing <laughs> <laughs> <I think> people. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I think he turns up at... Um, at uh, Day of the Dead, doesn't he? In yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. He gets to a party. He gets to party. Candy man. Oh, of course he does. You know so, he yeah, took look, the night off get... and got on the piss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt that fit that they'd moved away from this. People had forgotten about it. A huge part of the story was you You got to... I mean, when we get to it, that's that's William's kind of motivation yeah. is you can't fucking forget this shit. Everyone's got to know. Everyone's got to know about it. If I'm one of the uh, the fucking cheerleaders of Stanley, <laughs> you know, I'm 18 years old. I've got better things to do. Same yeah, like yeah, Candyman yeah. five times. Yeah, I've got a fucking class to get to. Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how old are we? <laughs> I love the way it was shot, and I loved it, how creepy it was. But I do think they do lean on that jump scare sort of him in the background a little bit too much. Yeah, they they let it go for too long. Yeah, I would have liked more of what happened at the end, but perhaps with Sherman before that, the Sherman Candyman kind of iteration before. Yeah, like when you see Anthony as the Candyman and he's just cutting a swath through the police, I would have maybe liked. A bit more of that. A bit of a build-up where you get maybe a scene like that with Sherman. Not necessarily the same what it's going towards, but I felt like the scene in the bathroom with the girls was building up to that, that he's kind of run through this collection of people and we got to see it a little bit more of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I can I can get what you're going with there. One of my dislikes was, look, Sherman was innocent. So Sherman was just like, a bloke who liked to give out candy, and he was, you know, beaten to death by the police. Huh? If that's all you are, if all you're doing is giving out candy, don't hide in walls and fucking run up on people. Uh, don't come out of your gun. What's the fucking face like window? Oh, <laughs> you know that shit? What? Apex twin? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. that. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the scariest things I've ever oh, fucking seen in my life. I, I told you, I had a fucking hard night in the piss one night. <laughs> and I came, I came home, collapsed in bed, <laughs> so, yeah. as I was uh, prone to do back then. Yeah, yeah. And I rolled over. Chuck on rage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I I had just the wherewithal yeah. before I passed out to turn the TV <laughs> rage. Yeah. And people are probably wondering, what time of night was it? You wouldn't have slept through. Look, I was probably home in bed by 10. Yeah, well, I had that, too was, many. that was the great thing is that you never knew because rage went from 11 <laughs> till fucking 5. Yeah, so, so you never knew what time you got home, but you knew rage was So on. I remember rolling over and waking up, rage playing. And then, you know, I kind of got my bearings and I, you know, was getting, I was just going to watch the rest of Rage or do something. Yeah, yeah. And then on comes fucking Window Licker by Aphex Twin, the film clip. Yep, yep. And honestly, (laughs) (laughs) I still have nightmares about that shit. I I came across it, I think it was like a third Just dance like Michael Jackson, then turn around with that... <laughs> disgusting face. looking face. Okay. Yeah. Oh god! I came across it. I finished. I used to work a job where I'd finish at midnight and come home. Yeah. So my parents would be asleep. Everyone would be asleep. The, the lights would all be out. Everything would be fucking quiet as. And I got home from that and was. I, I mean, went to bed. Did the same thing except minus the intoxication <laughs> levels. <laughs> but uh, I turned it on there, and it was. Yeah, my my room was dark. There wasn't a noise in the house, and here comes window liquor. I'm just going, oh, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, what is this? Apex twin, fuck! Yeah. I remember getting that. Haunting my fucking dreams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is the thing, Jared. I was scared out of my mind, and I was maggot. Like <laughs> yeah, I was maggot yeah, yeah. pissed. Before That's what I used to love. You'd come home and you. I mean, you I sobered up so quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sobered up so quickly. You'd come home from a rough night. Your feet would be so so tired from being on the dance floor. Night, but you'd jump on rage <laughs> so you could lay in bed and just kind of shrug the shoulders and a little shimmy a little as you were fucking passing out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, usually my feet weren't sore from being on the dance floor, they were from trying to remove them from the fucking sludge <laughs> on yeah. the ground. Your feet were sore from walking the 18 holes home. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> they were sore from running, running a few fucking laps of the racetrack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, uh, how far do we get home? I'll probably ask for a long story. Yeah. I didn't fucking win by a nose. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So uh, <laughs> I feel yeah, yeah. Sherman, mate. Mate, just fucking hang out in your apartment. Yeah, yeah. Or something. I I, I I never quite understood. Just come and introduce yourself. Was he homeless? You know, I'm your neighbour, Sherman. I don't know. I got the sense that it was... Look, I laugh at it. I got the sense that there was... He was, uh, he was not... There was mental kind of yeah. instability. Yeah, and he wasn't able to talk. Yeah, Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Because I don't know about you. As the cops descend on me from the fucking... <laughs> From above, I'm yeah. going, I was just hurting. Yeah. <laughs> Check the candy. Yeah. There's nothing in there. Wait, it's clean. I haven't yeah. done yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. But I, I got the sense that they'd already sort of set that up. They were setting up. The yeah, thing. It and it was capable. all part of the It was all part of the whole thing about. He wasn't capable of defending himself. Cause he, he wasn't capable of that and the police weren't interested in that. Yeah. You know, it's, they were, it's. All they're interested in is, you know, catching this guy. It's another take on, you know, the original. The, the Daniel Robitaille thing that you know he didn't he didn't do anything wrong but he got fucking killed. Yeah. Same deal here, but it was relating it to more modern kind of settings that are still going on. Yeah. Necrophilia has always been on my bucket list. Shocking yeah, line of dialogue. Yeah. Let's not have that. Now that is the same bloke, and this is this is my huge dislike to the art gallery killings. It looks fantastic, but next time I watch it, I've got to mute the fucking thing because I, I don't want to hear that guy talk. During his death or during Both. pre-death? Both. Like, there's that scene, he mentions that, but then there's a part where the candy man's coming down on him, there's fucking yeah. music going, and he's sitting there going, oh, shit, let's go faster, and stuff like that. And I'm like, nah, yeah, that just took me right out yeah, of things yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a bit of a struggle for me, him him in general. You weren't a fan? No, I wasn't a fan. I did like when Anthony fucking got, got a few few too many Canadian clubs under the belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he told him to fucking jam out. I mean, it remind, again, it reminded me of, you, you know, you tell, him, tell me I'm a scumbag. That's what him Anthony having his scumbag moment telling you you're a goofy fuck or whatever yeah. and you're you pair of jackals. <laughs> I, yeah, I hadn't had too many Canadian clubs under the belt when I told you you were a scumbag. No, only about 17. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking all Well, time. which time? <laughs> which occasion that you told me I'm a scumbag? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can count the number on it. I mean, you rock up tonight. I'll get a scumbag. Yeah, look. I, yeah, I didn't particularly like that guy. No. At all. No, I wasn't uh, a fan. Kind of a misstep. Mm. Not not as far as, you know, Big big John and Little John. No, no. <laughs> he, worked, he worked in the sense of you got this kind of scummy vibe to him when he was telling Anthony, oh, you got to... I need to see this sort of shit or, um, yeah. you know, I can't put you in my shows or whatever. Yeah, you kind of got he was a bit of a shyster. But leave a that out of the kill sequence. I don't want to hear him saying shit like, let's go faster. Like, that that kind of kills it for me. Yeah. Pardon the pun. M- my biggest dislike, I already mentioned this, I just feel like the conclusion, although for the most part well done, it just feels rushed. Like... I just felt like the first hour was really playing things out at a nice pace. The pacing was right. Yeah. And then once Anthony's girlfriend is kidnapped by William, it just kind of races to the end. Yeah. It doesn't take its time, whereas I think we still had time. Like, I would have been happy with another 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, where you just, you'd you, you, you sort of tease that out. Yeah, I guess my... Because William kidnaps her. Rambles on with some shit and then cuts his hand off, and it's all in about five minutes. Well, I and mean, then suddenly the he's on the he's on the run in the projects, and you know, no one knows where he is, and then they yeah. find him again later. Like, the last twenty minutes, I actually really, I don't know, I, I just really, I was in, I was hooked in on that that sequence. So perhaps I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't looking for the issues as much. But my issue was that he he's kind of super important for a stretch. And then he's just gone for a long stretch, and then he's back. Yeah. He rambles, and then he goes on. kind of dies and what have The you. other thing, too, was he... Did I miss something? Or he he cut his own tongue? Was that right? He gave Anthony, after he'd fucking cut his hand off and done all that, 
He had the two lollipops. Yeah. And I think he put the razor blades in them. Is that why he was he's, he was talking funny? He cut his tongue or something. I think so. I didn't quite get that. I think it was again trying to trying to play into this whole. We need to we need to remember this shit. We need yeah. need people to know about it. But True. I yeah. I, I do Anthony's get... um, the other thing too is if I if my fucking hand if I've been stung by something or yeah. bitten by something. I'm at the I'm gym the next day. <laughs> I mean, if that shit's still hurting after two days, I mean, it looked like your fucking hand was going to fall off. He looked like leprosy. It looked like leprosy. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, if I think I've got fucking leprosy, <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to A&E. I mean, I'm not going to a fucking GP. I'm going to the emergency room. The second time he looked at his hand, I'm thinking, shit, I've got the monkey flu or whatever it is going around at the moment. <laughs> the monkey pox. I've got monkey pox. I've got Fuck, I've got monkey pox. I'm... I'm Isolating. <laughs> I'm going to the fucking hospital. Yeah, yeah that was... Uh, like, you know what I'm doing? I'm taking the fucking William Forsyth and do Spiegelow approach. <laughs> Take what a look at this. this <laughs> Take a look at this. <laughs> and I'm buckled a little bit wildly. And no ass <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he, there was a sense of... Do you think I'll be all right? <laughs> there was a sense of urgency for him because it was on his top like... <laughs> 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 yeah, but then he proceeded to tell us he had a fucking pindy. I mean, if your old fellow looks like that, I'm straight to emergency. Yeah, right yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But oh, Anthony's hand was fucked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was. It was. Like, and you're a painter. You need that shit fucked so you can full yeah, yeah. capacity. You cannot paint one-handed. <laughs> fucking Ken Doe, that's dry. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 that's. I understood it. Yeah, obviously his hand was was dying. Yeah, you know, and I was going to cut off, cut it off, and put the hook in it. Yes, and you kind of mentioned the whole art scene too. Obviously, that's kind of connecting to the Daniel Robitaille being a painter and whatever as well. But I know what you're saying. It was. But also, of parts. It was. It, it felt like what are we? What are we doing? At this particular junction, why aren't we? <laughs> why don't I have a sequence where the GP at least says, "No, nah, you'll be right in two days." Holy <laughs> shit, it's monkey pox! <laughs> yeah, the GP standing there looking like something out of Outbreak in a hazmat suit, going, "Fuck, get this guy in here!" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the GP's fucking Dustin Hoffman. He's in, he's in a uh, fucking in a hazmat suit. And he says, "No, nah, you're fine." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take these. <laughs> Take two of these. Take two. <laughs> and call me in the morning. Yeah, I know my next call is the next day. Is my fucking head fell off the top. <laughs> yeah. I took two of them, my head fell off. Now I feel great. <laughs> I didn't feel it. I didn't feel a thing. <laughs> Good. Don't go into any highly populated areas. <laughs> you got fucking monkey Oh, dear. Yeah, all right. What else you got? You got anything else? Uh, just one. The this kill in the bathroom of the school. Yeah, I love it. It's a great sequence, but it just feels out of place because the girl was in the art gallery. Yeah. Correct. One of the girls yeah, was yeah. in the art gallery. Found out about it, but then disappears we don't see ages, her for a while. And then she comes in. That happens, and then it's just back to. It just feels like it's completely separate. It felt like it was a great sequence that you couldn't really get rid of because it looked really lose look cool. It, yeah, I didn't feel like it was. It just felt like it was kind of removed from everything else. Yeah. As much as I loved it, I would have had... If I was making the movie, I probably would have just left it in anyway, even if I felt that way, because it looked so good. Yeah. But, yeah, it just felt like it wasn't part of what was going on. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Because she's a throwaway character. There's not yeah. much. There's not much to her until they turn up in the bathroom and say the name. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a little bit... felt like almost from a different movie. You know? Mm. It felt like kind of like uh, Candyman is uh, killing teens in you know, <laughs> Scream style. Well, maybe it was you know they ducked off to Los Angeles or New Orleans for the for that particular sequence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we've got to get on that next. Farewell to the Flesh, or no, no. Now that I've got, um, have you got Farewell to the Flesh on DVD? Farewell to the Flesh, and now that I've got Day of the Dead, surely that's our choice. That we double, double backup, double bill, <laughs> double bill those two. <laughs> Well, you've recently watched them too. Yes, I have. Uh, anything else from you? No, no, that was it. I really did enjoy it. I really, really like it. And I think I will go back to it quite frequently. 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's a really good film. I think that's the third time I've watched it so far. It's definitely got a lot to offer. Yeah, put it that way. Yeah, and certainly not what I like about it is it's not a kind of quickly put together property to try and get re reinvigorate it so we can sell some more tickets or merch or whatever. It's a really well thought out exploration of the Candyman. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that's important when you're making these sort of films is you actually give a shit. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's clear why, because it's these, these black creators that are, have been given the opportunity to say, right, this means a lot to you, yeah. but there were some mistakes made. The original was, yeah, we did some things that were positive. Yeah. But it was ultimately, it was, it was made from a, from a white person's point of view. So now... Here it is. Yeah. All the all the you know, the, the creative kind of heads are, are black creators. Yeah. It's a fucking good thing, I think, to yeah. see. And I think the result is is a fucking very good film that I that I hope continues. Or like I would love to see another one. Correct, yeah, I would I would have zero issues with that. Mm. I think it'd be worth um seeing what they could where they could take it. Yeah. All right, that was Candyman. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia. Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Please rate and review us on all the platforms that we have. Our next episode, keep an eye on our Facebook page for details of what that will be. But until then, take it easy. And uh, we'll see everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.